if you're someone whose thighs touch and there's a seam in the middle of your thighs and it, that's just going to exacerbate the rubbing, right? Like that seam is like digging into your skin and whatnot. So we've created a shorty where our seams are offset on the outside of the inner thigh. So it's a smooth gliding effect that happens when your thighs are rubbing together, not a chafing effect. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by success. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is this desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Napoleon Hill. Hey there, and welcome to the Little Blue Pill for Business podcast, where it's all about getting it up and keeping it up. And yes, we're talking about revenue and profits, because we understand that it's all about the six inches between your ears. So I interview some of the hottest people in the industry that are blowing and going so we can help you get in on some action. So if you like a little tongue in cheek and not just physically, you are in the right place. Today, we are jumping in bed with my most amazing guest, Marnie. Marnie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. So, so give everybody the highlight of who you are and what you do for business. So I am the CEO of Thigh Society and we make long leg underwear for women. Basically a long leg boxer brief that is moisture wicking, comfortable, seamless, breathable, lightweight, everything you could want in a long leg underwear. Yeah. Who? Even long legs. <laughs> yeah. Even long legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Loving it already. So give us a little bit of detail. How did you get into boxers from women as a thing? So basically I saw white space in the market. I saw a gap in the market. I really was a girl with a problem. I had thighs that chafe, you know, juicy thighs, no matter what my size. Um, and no matter what uh, the weather was like, if I had bare skin rubbing against each other, I was always in pain. I always would get a rash. And I thought, you know what? I am tired of wearing Spanx. Um, no shade against banks or shapewear. I think though they have a time and a place, but when it's 30 degrees outside on a summer day, it was the last thing I wanted to wear. And I resented having to wear men's long underwear because they always had a thick band at the top and extra packaging around the junk area that I didn't want. Uh, and I just thought really there has to be a solution designed for women. Um, and I'm going to do it. Nice. I love it. And I'm so glad you did because yes, I'm pretty sure every woman at some point in time has thought, you know, I like nice hot sweat between the thighs, but not like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a distracting and I'm not really where I want to be right now. Awesome. So when it comes to your business of it, on the business end of things, how did you find one, the manufacturer? Like I am fascinated with this because the whole idea to me of coming out with the product, like I, I've coached a ton of people, but never on the whole product purchasing side of things. Cause it is a different beast altogether For to sure. me. 
So tell me about that whole adventure that you had. Mm, it was an adventure. I would say, uh, <laughs> if I, if I knew then what I know now, I, know. But I, again. <laughs> I think everybody was saying that about every entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, so when I had the idea for these long leg underwear, boxer briefs, uh, chafe wear that we call them, um, I knew I had zero zilch zip, nada, no experience in manufacturing apparel, intimates, sales, e-commerce, nothing. But I knew I had to start with a product because that was ultimately what I wanted to sell. So the first thing I did is I started reaching out to my network. And I think, you know, people don't realize that we all have networks, whether it's through work or friends or friends of friends. It's not necessarily people who are in immediate, our immediate circle. It's people who are connected to those people. So I knew, um, having grown up in Montreal, a few people that were connected to family members of their own who had built uh, garment businesses, whether they were in t-shirts or um, like sleepwear, things like that. So I reached out, cold called, you know, in some cases, people that I knew through friends of friends, asked for warm intros in other cases, and had a lot of conversations to understand where does one start? Where does one even begin? Um, so I was having those conversations and in parallel, I was getting, uh, synced up with some local businesses or sorry, local, I should say charities that were, uh, not for profits to help fashion entrepreneurs, which I never considered myself a fashion entrepreneur, but this was the closest thing I could think of, um, that would get me closer to apparel and get me closer and connected to resources within the apparel space. And that's exactly what they did. They had a network of mentors. They had lists of factories manufacturing local that were uh, able to produce. They had fabric importer connections and things like that. That I think at the time I had to pay a nominal fee of like 40 bucks or something for a couple of resource guides that I downloaded. And then uh, on the other side of things, I also took out some uh, books from the library that I could find. I actually bought a book online called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Sewn Product Manufacturing, which was like a how-to guide for everything I wanted to do. And I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, grabbed my highlighter and my little post-its. And I was a student of this sort of craft because I knew nothing about this. Uh, and so really I did spend about six months uh, with all those pieces in motion uh, conversations with my network, uh, visiting some manufacturers who were based in both Toronto and Montreal. I'm actually uh, Toronto-based, uh, reading books, and also at the same time learning about e-commerce and Shopify because I, I knew I wanted to go online. I knew I didn't want to open a store to sell these underwear that I hadn't yet made. Um, I knew I wanted to sell them online. Um, and then ultimately also found some fabric importers because when I first started, we actually made a different type of short. It was great, but we've made improvements over the years. And so when I first started, uh, I was really using a fabric importer to cut and sew the shorts. And then I eventually moved to another fabric, another manufacturer in Montreal who was actually sourcing yarns and we were making our own shorties out of the yarn. And that's how we manufacture today. Wow, that is fantastic. Because I would think, one, being in, in Montreal is hugely advantageous in that there's already a fashion kind of mecca there. There's like, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, not like I mean, in Calgary, no offense, Calgary, but oh. <laughs> we are awesome at being entrepreneurial. Fashion sense isn't really our thing. <laughs> well, well I wasn't even speaking, right. Uh, listen, I'm not here to take down anyone in fashion sense. I meant it more in the sense of- No, no, no. I'm saying I, it had to be oh. advantageous to be in Montreal. 
Like, well, yes, but not for that reason, actually, oh. more so because Montreal was, in fact, a really important uh, manufacturing hub before a lot of manufacturing went overseas. So there was still some relics of the past of some businesses that were still manufacturing um, in Montreal for, you know, global companies, for U.S. companies, for Canadian companies. And I was able to tap into some of that. So not all of it had gone offshore by then. And there's still there's still some really neat stuff happening. There. I think I might have known one of the guys that sold thread to those guys. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that we can do. <laughs> awesome. So when it when it came to kind of marketing your idea, I can only but imagine how much fun it might have been saying, hey, I'm thinking of going into underwear. <laughs> yes. Oh, I had fun. I still have fun. <laughs> I still have fun saying that. Um, yeah, at the beginning, as far as marketing goes, I mean, I, at first I was a little cagey. I think as a lot of entrepreneurs are, right? You don't want to spill your secret sauce to anyone. You don't want to give anyone the idea. But the reality is starting a business is so much work. It's not like most people are just going to drop whatever they're doing and start competing with you to, to have their own product out there. So I did tell every single woman I knew at the time, or I asked more like, hey, do you have thigh shape? Do you know what chub rub is? Is this something you have? And that always, you know, generated some really fun conversations with men too, I will add. Um, you know, this is not a gendered uh, issue. It's a totally normal it's a function. Thigh issue. <laughs> Even babies get chub rub, right? right? Like we think it's cute on babies, but somehow when it happens to adults, we're all like, you know, hush hush about it. Less so now than, than when I started in 2008 but um yeah the I, I've always been pretty much like uh there's no such thing as TMI with me so I felt very comfortable having conversations about this whereby other people if they were a little more conservative maybe would have an issue talking about underwear and sweating and sweating in the nether regions and all of that fun stuff so never really had a problem talking about it and then as far as marketing goes I mean back in 2009 there were there wasn't really influencers. It wasn't like a career back then. And Instagram was really just starting out, but there were bloggers. There still are bloggers today. Um, but bloggers were my real primary targets, if you will, at the beginning, because I knew, and I was following some bloggers online and I, I continued to grow my list in Excel and always look for people that were talking about fashion in a, in a very accessible way speaking to some of those TMI sort of things that I was talking about. Uh, also a lot of body positive bloggers uh, who at the time that hashtag was just starting to, tre to trend or that concept or theme was just starting to trend. And that was really important to me because I wanted to build this brand to be size inclusive and inclusive of all bodies. I didn't want there to be any shame attached or stigma attached to chafing. Like I said, it's a totally normal problem. Um, and so I was aligning myself with these bloggers and that's that was my early marketing strategy send them free stuff and hope they're going to share it with their followers and they did and that was really a large part of my early days of marketing this product nice i love it well and we often tease in podcasts that there's a topic for everybody so is there a crotch talk podcasting out there well, there, as far as I know, there is, I don't see it in my future. I'll certainly talk about thigh sweat, but crotch talk. I mean, that's catchy. You should trademark that. That's like, I feel like someone needs to grab that domain. <laughs> crotch talk. Crotch talk. There you go. That's hilarious. Well, and I know that in the, it's, it is quite funny to me that in certain communities, I guess, in the health food, in the vegan community, all the TMI kind of 
comes up really a lot more rapidly than it used to come up. Um, let's just put it that way. So when, <laughs> let's just go there because you are making women's underwear. Was there a lot of, because I know that women have a huge issue with nylons and spanks in particular and breathability, mm -hmm, wherever mm -hmm. you want to put this mm -hmm. and we can take it wherever you'd like to go. <laughs> so I can go yes. wrong. So, for most people. yeah, funny story. I mean, we've gotten deeper into the TMI stuff over the years and I'll give you an example. Uh, we talk about butt sweat a lot. We talk about swamp crotch, swamp ass, swass. There's all kinds of different slang terms for it, but it, butt sweat is another totally normal thing. And some people are more prone to butt sweat than others. So, you know, for most of us, it could be, you know, sitting on a plastic seat on a really hot day. Um, and you could be wearing some fabric over top. that's not breathable. You might leave a little wet spot on the seat or peeling your butt or thighs off of a leather car seat. If you're wearing like a short dress and no underwear underneath. And so this is a real thing. I mean, some people will say they're more prone to butt sweat than others. They, they, they sleep, they, they sweat in their sleep, you know, for, you know, many different reasons. Uh, we're all about helping people manage and deal with that problem. You know, we can't necessarily stop your butt from sweating and stopping your body from doing what it wants to do, but we can certainly help give you a comfortable environment in which that can happen by providing you with right? Let you be you, let your body do its thing. We don't, you know, that's, that's, it's going to do what it's going to do. Our undergarments are going to keep you dry and protected on the outside. It's going to wick moisture away. It's going to keep you comfortable. It's not going to lead to any embarrassing moments. It's not going to lead to any painful moments, unsticking yourself off of, you know, chairs and plastic, but it's been, it's been really funny to hear that come up as one of the other main reasons that customers love our shorties, even if they're not wearing it for thigh chafe, it's like, well, sweating all around and specifically butt sweat. Well, and which brings me to next, the gym, <laughs> because I know guys don't particularly seem to care, which I find very impressive. Women tend to care a whole lot when they have crotch mm. sweat while they're working mm. out. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's bound to happen, people. That's where we sweat. We sweat in our That's armpits we... and we sweat in our crotch. It's got to happen. We're <laughs> <saying>. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you could avoid it by wearing light, light clothing. I guess some like light long leggings would shit would like show sweat more than others, but you know, own it. Like I saw something recently where people were like, why are women so embarrassed to wear, to, to show panty lines? Like, oh my God, I'm wearing underwear and you can see that I'm wearing underwear. Like what's the big deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> and hope, so, some and of us would hope so. Some of us would hope not either way. <laughs> Either way, uh, we're just about you do you do what feel, you feel comfortable in, right? Can't tell anyone well, either way, it's going to be a surprise to somebody if they can't see your panty lines and they're hoping that you're not wearing any and you are wearing some. So, you know, it's kind of deceptive not to show the panty lines. It leaves it up to mystery. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, again, begs question. So, when somebody's wearing a shorties, do they have panty lines or is it because it's a waist and a, a seam that they don't? Great question. So there are no panty lines, but the bigger question is, are they wearing underwear with our shorties or not? Can oh. you go commando or not? Is a question we get all the time. It's our most popular question. And we always say, you do you. It's really up to you. You know, we knit, we did knit the shorties with a cotton crotch. So there is, uh, you know, definitely the shorts are breathable, but they have that cotton area in the center of the crotch where your bits are resting. So they can breathe very comfortably, but wearing a layer of underwear underneath is really a personal choice if some people feel like they want to you know we have different levels of sheerness of our products 
Um, so depending on what you're wearing on top, uh, if you're really looking for, you know, supreme modesty, you might want to layer a pair of underwear with our like thinnest short, which is our cooling, which are kind of sheer, although surprisingly not as sheer as people think when they're on the body, they're like an opaque, like tight. They're not like a super sheer pantyhose. So you can, you can get away with not wearing underwear and not, you know, if someone were to, you would have a Marilyn Monroe moment, potentially you wouldn't reveal much, but it all depends on people's comfort level, right? Like we also have two styles that are meant to be worn or could be worn as outerwear, um, our originals, uh, which are very opaque. And our staples. Now, our staples for some people are a little too sheer on the butt. And it really depends on how much they stretch out on your body. But I don't know, sheer is in. I keep seeing all of these stuff for Fashion Week and all these trends for spring. Like it's a comfort level thing. People are going to like all these award shows wearing like basically lingerie and like see through whatever. So it's, I think it's really personal choice. Uh, it's up to individuals what they feel comfortable with in terms of a level of sheerness. And that also holds true with, you know, do you feel more comfortable wearing an underwear underneath? But ultimately we designed them because I wanted them to be a, a single layer. Like I didn't, I didn't love wearing a bike short and a pair of underwear underneath my skirts and dresses. And so for me, it was important to have um, the ability to, to wear it without, without underwear. And so they're not, because um, my understanding was they were kind of in competition with boxers, which technically are underwear. I mean, yeah, we, I guess we are. I guess like boxer briefs are kids and cousins. I would say like, why are we better than boxer briefs, for example? No shade on boxer briefs, but boxer briefs usually, if we follow like a typical men's, along gendered line, men's boxer brief, men's boxer briefs have a thick elastic uh, mm -hmm. around the waistband, which is going to show under clothes and that could be tight. Sometimes the thickness or the tightness of that waistband is not the same tightness as the rest of the fabric. Um, there could be some extra fabric and seaming along the front portion of the underwear, which is, you know, not necessarily designed for all anatomies. Um, and usually those boxer briefs for men are what we call cut and sew. So they're, you know, fabric, a fabric pattern is laid out and someone's cutting that pattern and then sewing it together. So you're going to have seam lines to your question earlier about are our shorties seamless, ours, our, our seamless. On the boxer briefs, you're going to have seam lines. You might have hem lines, you may have that like elastic, like I said, VPL um, and digging into your skin. With our shorties, it's hard to describe without, um, I don't have any of my props with me, but if anyone on the call has ever worn like a stretchy bandeau top, and I'm, I guess I'm talking to the ladies, but hey, men might want to wear those too. Um, if you ever worn a stretchy bandeau top that sort of stretches like 360 degrees in all directions, yep. um, and it doesn't have any seams around it, it just has like a little thin sort of elastic um, bordering on the top and bottom. That's what the same machine that our shorties are made on. It's, okay. it's called a circular, um, knitting machine. So our shorts come out in a long tube from these machines, and then we actually cut them, um, so that we can put our gusset in, uh, and the gusset is that inner thigh, our gusset and our inner thigh panel, um, which is another benefit of our shorts because the only seam on them is a flat seam, uh, that is offset. It's hard to explain. I don't have a visual. Um, we can show some pictures from our website, uh, but it's offset. So it's not, it, there's not a seam running down the inside of the mid of the inner thigh, which is another feature of a boxer brief. That's a negative feature, in my opinion. And if people can imagine if you're someone whose thighs touch and there's a seam in the middle of your thighs, and it, that's just going to exacerbate the rubbing, right? Like that seam is like digging into your skin and whatnot. So we've created a shorty where our seams are offset on the outside of the inner thigh. So it's a smooth gliding effect that happens when your thighs are rubbing together, not a chafing effect. 
And the seams that we do have are very small and thin and flat and non-abrasive um, on the outside of the thigh. So you're left with an undergarment that is superior to a boxer brief because it has no side seams on the front, back or side. Uh, it has no front seams for the crotch area. Um, and basically the elastic at the top is essentially the same material as the fabric, just double folded and stitched in. So you're not facing with a, you know, a tight, thick, wide elastic that may dig or be a different material and stretch and bag out like the rest of the short. Which is like the front paneling to me is <laughs> kind of a big issue in that certain clothes aren't meant to have <laughs> any seams there. The majority yeah. of dresses, the majority of skirts, a lot of women's pants. Like, I don't know who manufactures these things. <laughs> Clearly, they weren't having conversations with the manufacturers of the underlayers because all of a sudden, like, yeah, you'd get a vast amount of, of lines and creases. And, and I remember my mom <laughs> paddling with the girdles trying oh, to get God. the ones that didn't have, you know, and then they put flowers and weird stuff all over them. So then all you could see were like flowers and things underneath that shouldn't be seen on top. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Like, no, those are moments. Um, those aren't for yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think actually like a lot of the boxer, like there are not, a, there's not a ton, but of the few companies that I've seen that are marketing boxer briefs for women, they're kind of pink washing it. You know, they're making the same silhouette. They're taking a, the silhouette that's been working for men for the last however many years and just make, you know, putting flower patterns on them and making them pink. And like, there's not red. I mean, listen, some people love that look and feel really great and confident in those underwear and like, great, good, good for them. Like, that's awesome. But we are, we make more of a, an invisible, you know, second skin, um, you know, second skin product. The whole, the whole ethos behind what we do is Anyone that has to wear these or feels like they have to wear these underwear to prevent shave or prevent butt sweat or for comfort or for sensitive scars or for any number of reasons, no one likes to add an extra layer, especially in hot weather, right? You want to be naked, <laughs> you know, or you want to be, you want to feel like you're naked. So taking that idea that people probably don't want to be wearing another layer, let's make this other layer as uh, the least invasive possible. You know, we call it our set it and forget it solution. And so often people will, customers will message us and say like, you know, I got home and got undressed and totally forgot that I was even wearing these or I fell asleep in these, right? Like no one ever says that about like shapewear, for example, right. or a girl, right? You never, you never <laughs> fall asleep in that. So really that's the point. They're intended to just be that, that layer of security that you forget about a second layer, almost like a second skin that you can just live your life and not even think about them. Like don't even give them the time of day. That's the biggest compliment we can have. Right. I love it. Well, and I'm super excited about it because I, I actually like the look of, <laughs> of having kind of um, the longer thigh on the inside underneath jean shorts. Yes, um, I wear them like that too. So I can't wear, jean shorts are like off limits for me because they're always so short. <laughs> like my thighs just rub, they love each other too much and they rub and they're like the minute there's like any bit of heat or even like, even in the winter, I don't, I don't even like my bare legs touching, you know, in, in cold weather. So I do layer them with thigh society underneath. And I mean, I'm all about the eighties vibes anyway. There's been eighties vibe with that. Uh, and I'm good with that because I love the eighties, but you know, there's so many different solutions. Or even if you have like, I don't know if anyone gets patches. If you've ever got like, if you've worn through your jeans and had to patch them up on the inside of the thigh or even lower down, like 
sometimes on the upper thigh, whatever. If you have a favorite pair of jeans that you've just worn through, I don't even bother patching them anymore. I just wear the thigh sidey shorties underneath. Nice. I love that. Well, and I would yeah. think guys too with, or anybody that has hairy legs, I assume it's guys, but could be anybody with hair and legs For um, sure. <laughs> is super annoying because then like, then you just start to get irritation. <laughs> like, and you can't shave it because it doesn't go away. You can laser mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. That's a super expensive option too. <laughs> Just yeah, to get rid I know of for sure. Like irritation. Even if you're like a someone who waxes there, like it, like or have ingrown hairs, like that can be pretty painful when you have like a jean fabric or a wool fabric over top, like you might be looking for just a base layer that's super comfortable, that's thin, that just gives you that layer of protection, like a little layer of armor sort of between your skin and whatever it is over top. Awesome. I'm loving yeah. all of these things that nobody really thinks about until they put on right? the outfit. And then it's- we think about it. Why, why do they do this? Why won't they come up with something for this? That is awesome. I love it. So is there any more little special something, somethings that you got like a little pocket to hold your keys in or anything? Well, I can't, I can't reveal Michelle, but at the moment we don't, but um, let's just say there's something really exciting coming, uh, in, in the spring for sure, based on some awesome customer feedback that we've gotten. We had to put it through rigorous testing to make sure that, uh, it would work. And we have something we're pretty excited about coming up soon nice. i yeah. love it yeah so i i know people are going to want to get their hands on some so let's tell them where they get to go and do that so if they're in canada they can go to our website thighsociety.ca that's t-h-i-g-h like your thighs society like a play on high society uh .ca. and if they're anywhere else they can go to the same site with a dot com at the end thighsociety.com uh you can check us out on all of our socials we're at thighsociety on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, uh, everywhere. Easy to find. I love it. Love it. So when it comes to kind of the business of mm-hmm. this, what, what have you found to be the most challenging and what have you found to be the most fun? Hmm. Interesting question. The most challenging, I think, um, has been staying the course to be the best at slip shorts and be the best at long leg boxer brief underwear. Um, that has been, you know, I've been asked over the years, are you going to do tank tops? Are you going to do t-shirts? Are you going to do leggings? And all of that's really tempting. Um, but I've also made a decision that we are going to be self-funded. Um, and so when you're bootstrapping a business, You've got to be really deliberate, but deliberate about where, where you're spending. And if you're going to be a size inclusive business, which we are, we do seven sizes from extra small to six X. When you think about new product launches, you have to think about the fact that you're going to offer that in seven sizes because you don't want to exclude any of your customers. So that's been really tough just to manage that over the years to say, you know what, let's hold the course. Let's hold steady. We're really going to be excellent in slip shorts. We're going to make the best possible long leg boxer brief for women and women identifying people out there that serve this purpose. And we're not going to get, you know, we're not going to see a big shiny object over there and start doing a million other things just because it's big and shiny and we get distracted. We're going to stay focused. And also because, you know, the purse string sort of forced us to, to stay focused on that and the size inclusivity. 
Um, the most fun part, the most fun part, obviously, is talking about butt sweat and thigh chafe all the time. I mean, clearly. Um, right. And I would say, like, honestly, hearing from hearing from our customers, it never gets old for me. Like, I, I read our reviews, like, obsessively. Um, you know, our, we have an amazing customer service team who responds to, you know, all of our DMs and our inbox. But uh, personally, I just think it's so cool when there's like thousands of people that I don't know, like buying this product and validating this, this idea for a business that I had back in 2008, where, you know, I had been told by a few people, mainly men, uh, who were just very perplexed at what I was trying to build and do. And they just didn't get it. And some women too, who were like, I don't understand, like women have shapewear. What do they need this for? Yeah, for real. Like some very smart women who I really respected were telling me like, mm, I'm not really sure this has, you know, legs, pun intended. Can't resist a good pun. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, but, but holding true to, to my vision of saying, you know what, I don't think this is as niche as everybody thinks it is. You know, why is it that men have traditionally had so many different kinds and materials and leg lengths of a boxer brief, but women who are looking for long leg underwear are either, you know, told to put on shapewear, which is like sausage casing, you know, can't, can't pee in them, can't do anything horrible, hot, um, right? <laughs> or, you know, or like these, you know, some, they're called like boy shorts, which is, we don't even get our own name. Like we don't even get girl shorts. They're called boy shorts which literally don't have enough fabric to even barely cover the crotch most of the time, or even the top of the thighs. So, you know, I didn't think that was right. So <laughs> I thought, you know, I cannot be the only one. And I did do market research to validate. It wasn't just a hunch, but my, my small market research was enough to prove to me. And through these very candid conversations where I wasn't afraid to go places with people saying, you know, let's be real here. Like, you know, let's, let's get rid of any body shame associated with this. You know, do you, or do you not experience you know, thigh rash and, and listen, not everybody gets, gets chub rub as I love to call it or, or thigh shape. Um, unfortunately it's gotten a stigma that it has to do with being plus size or being overweight or having weight to lose. And that's quite simply not true. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, uh, in fact, it can in fact when I was, when I was bodybuilding, yeah. uh, it was more of an issue because it was just doing so much stuff. Right. Like you're right. And your, your thighs were probably touching because you had so much muscle that you were building there. Right. Exactly. So you were like the wing stuff. Yeah. So it's just, I always resented the fact that people had so much shame around this issue. Like, right. we don't think, like, do you feel shame when you put on deodorant in the morning under your arms? No, because you're like, do. this is a normal function of my body and I'm putting deodorant on. So, you know, and there are people that can manage with deodorant and creams to prevent thigh shape. I mean, I guess I'm just like sweaty AF because <laughs> I, those creams never lasted on me more than 10 minutes. And I was always resentful because I had to, you know, carry them in my purse or if I had powders, it was always a big disastrous mess. And so I was like, no, hey, I need it's to really hard to apply it in the middle of a bus or something. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Yeah. Let me just like stick my leg right up on the seat and put it on. I mean, listen, no, again, no shame. If that's what you want to do, you do it. Just like, I'm not, I'm not about that life. I'm about putting them on in the morning, forgetting about them all day. And then, you know, taking them off or going to sleep in them peeps if I you're think. listening to this and i catch you doing that on a bus i will totally high five you i'm just not <laughs> <doing that. laughs> exactly. yeah, I, I think my peeps know me well there's a lot of things i will do and a lot of things i'll go hey i think this is a good idea for you to go do <laughs> yeah yeah i mean listen i know there there are i'm sure there are people that do it and that's amazing and i think i would applaud somebody who did that i really would 
for me, it's just like, I don't want to think like, I want to live my life and not think about my thigh sweat. Like, I really don't want to think about it at all during the day. So for me, the, you know, putting it on in whatever means I decide to put on, you know, if someone does deodorant or powders and all that, I just don't want to be dealing with that during the day at all. It's a distraction from more important things. I love it. So other than you have cotton and stretchy and opaque and translucent, and like I said, is there any kind of the fun stuff? Cause you got all sorts of stuff going. And the more I go yeah. into the website, the more I see you. So you're holding out on me. I know you are. Okay. Okay. Sure. I mean, like our flagship product is called the cooling um, and it is made with a premium blend. All of our, well, all of our fabrics are made with premium yarns, but cooling in particular is made with a premium yarn that actually is uh, scientifically proven to lower body temperature by up to one degree. Um, and I'm not going to nerd out on all the cross-stitching of the yarn. So does that mean you get to lose weight while you're wearing them too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, weight, it would be, I weight loss. We think everyone is perfect as they are. I lots know. of people, that's great, okay. but that's not something we, we ever uh, <laughs> feel like anyone needs to do. Um, but it will keep the moisture off of your skin. So, you nice. know, when people hear, when you hear of cotton and, and our cotton shorts are actually a blend of cotton and nylon um, and are, uh, you know, treated to remove the moisture from the skin because cotton typically will absorb moisture. So pure cotton, you know, against your skin, if you think about any like t-shirt or cloth you would wet, it's going to hold on to that moisture. So in a leg inner thigh situation, that's the last thing you want. You don't want that moisture sitting on your skin because that's how the rash of chub rub starts. So all of our fabrics and our, um, our yarn blends are designed uh, with nylons to lift and evaporate the moisture off of the skin quickly, thereby preventing the rash that causes thigh chafe. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's a little bit about our, our fabrics, uh, cotton, we have, a our staple and our original are both made in nylon spandex, you know, and I think also over time, you know, nylon's gotten a bad rap because some of us, especially, you know, have bad memories of like pantyhose and we, you know, why do we use nylons and pantyhose interchangeably? It's not the same thing. Nylon is a yarn. There's been so much innovation in the last 20 years around, yarns and spandexes and stretch and manufacturing that these are not granny panties these are not like the nylons of our grandmother's uh days you know there's so many performance fabrics out there um that were really are really um and there's a lot of innovation happening to make humans more comfortable <laughs> in the form of intimates or other apparel you know even look at workout clothes you know you see how like moisture wicking has become part of the lexicon right if you'd said moisture wicking in the 1980s people would not have a clue what you were saying right so there's so much innovation happening and we we continue to stay on top of that with our manufacturing partners to see how we can continuously improve our products because ultimately that's what we're looking to do is is offer the best possible you know, sweat wicking, comfortable, seamless, breathable, lightweight undergarments to solve this problem of sweat and, and rashes and comfort. I love it. Love it. Love it. I love everything about this conversation and, um, and they even come in cute little pastel pinks and blues right now. So yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that will change as time goes on, but yeah. check them yeah. out that's fun too. Yeah. We just launched, I forgot to mention all that as part of the, 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 you know, as part of our I guess our value prop, why we're really proud of what we do is not everybody chafes in the same spot. So we offer different leg lengths for our customers to choose from. We have a five inch and we have a seven inch, a nine inch and a 12 inch right now in the cooling, which we may, you know, based on customer feedback, maybe we'll, we'll end up offering that in our other fabrics too, because we know that people have, you know, different 
parts of their thighs that shave. Some people may shave at the top, some people may shave closer to the knees. Um, also from a modesty perspective, people have different comfort levels and in, in terms of what they want for coverage on their thighs. And we have, you know, our basic colors um, in a skin tone and a beige, you know, depending on your skin tone and a black. Uh, and then we've got seasonal colors for a little bit of fun because we don't think there's any shame if, you know, you have one of those Marilyn Monroe moments over a, a subway grade or something where you're you know, your dress might fly up or you're not, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed to show what, what's on you're carrying a so. blow dryer and it just happens to go on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, for those moments when you're carrying a blow dryer, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. And well, and I was going to say too, because I noticed that, mm-hmm. um, and it, I guess I particularly noticed when I was, um, when I was bodybuilding was my knees. I don't know if my knee joint is bigger, if I have more muscle mass around that, but mm-hmm. I, I noticed that the people in my classes, my um, competitions had different shaped knees, which sounds like mm-hmm. a very bizarre thing to say, but um, my, it just noticed that, Hey, my knees don't look like, that. <laughs> yeah. How do you yeah. get that? I, I don't know. They just did that. Um, yeah. but mine tend to have, so they, my thigh goes down kind of halfway down my thigh and then my knee is bigger than my, the part on, above and below my shin and my thigh bone. There you go. Um, and that's what so, yeah, you that was yes. an issue. Now that right. Probably that. to find pants and leggings, right? They, so yeah, I go and find like workout pants, shorts that were, would stop at the top of the shin so that. Mm-hmm when I was doing certain things that my knees, when they knock together, wouldn't be rubbing. Cause if I'm like riding a bicycle or on a thing or something where it's, mm. it's just kind of awkward not to do it that way. Yeah. Um, it just becomes a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet you're not the only one, right? I, mean, I bet you've thought your whole life, like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one with it. And actually, no, you're not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. I love it. You have been absolutely fabulous, but I get to ask you now, at what point in life did you know you're especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Hmm. Did I really know? (laughs) I don't think I ever knew. I don't know if I know now. (laughs) I'm doing it. You have to fake it till you make it. You just have to go for it sometimes. I'm all about like, will I regret not doing this or regret doing this? What is, you know, let's, let's hold those two and see which one feels better. And in my case, you know, we, we've talked a little bit before in, uh, in other instances where I think in my case, I was turning 40 and I'd already been working on this business as a bit of a side hustle hobby for seven years. And I thought, okay, this thing really does probably have legs, pun intended. You know, what's the cost of not pursuing this, you know, and the cost would be of regret. And I was worried that, you know, I'm a little bit of a worrier. Yes. Uh, I didn't want to have the, the fear. I didn't want to let the fear of not doing it hold me back. And so I decided to go for it. And then it was always these little incremental um, wins, thankfully, in my case, um, and some setbacks and challenges for sure. But the incremental wins that kept pushing me forward a little bit and a little bit, a little bit until it's like, I'm doing it. Okay, I'm doing it. Um, and here we are. I love it. I love it. I love it. You have been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Um, well, 
I would be a very bad CEO if I didn't push my product and do a hard sell. I, I think, you know, our, our, our thigh society shorts, we have something for everyone. You, you do not even know that you're missing this in your wardrobe, in your underwear drawer until you have a pair. And then you just find all kinds of ways to use it. So even if you're someone listening, who's like, I don't know, I don't really know what thigh chafe is. I bet you, we have a use case that we can solve something for you with our shorties and they make an amazing gift um, for you know anyone in your life who you want to give the gift of comfort to um, even pregnancy and postpartum. So there's really, you know, we like to say that we, our shorties will follow someone through life. Teenagers can wear our shorts all the way through, you know, till, you know, post, post, post menopause. So, you know, definitely check us out, give us a like on social, engage with us, chat with us, you know, tell us what you think. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. I love it. Go and check out the website because they got some seriously cute stuff on there. Marty, thank you so much for your time. I know how valuable it is and I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec, your mistress in business. Thank you for being here today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and invite your friends. You know we love a threesome. Thank you for listening to the Little Blue Pill for Business podcast with your mistress in business, Michelle Nedelec. Why are you still here? Go to littlebluepillforbusiness.com and get your goodies. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with somebody else that you know would enjoy getting it up in business after you subscribe to the podcast, of course, so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, check the notes for links. Oh, and only tell your wife if she's into this, you know, entrepreneurship. And I'll see you both on the other side.